I did for a second. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Pagan Books segment of Pagan World. And today we're talking with Reverend Don Lewis, a uh, long-time writer, 9, 10, 11, 12 books, somewhere in there. We don't even keep count anymore. Uh, and it was, today we're going to be talking about the Corellian Book of the Dead. His latest uh, publication came out on November 11th. And it's one of the shorter books, but it is along with uh, all the other books he's done, first, second, third degree, uh, uh, he's done fiction, he's done that. We'll talk more about what he has done uh, later, but today we're going to talk about the Crowley Book of the Dead. Hi, Reverend Don. Hello. And welcome to our 350th interview. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> it uh, could easily be. All right. Um, so today we're going to talk about the Crowley Book of the Dead, which you just recently finished and has been published November 11th. And you can pick that up at CrowleyPublishing.com. Yes. And or Amazon, if you want a faster, quicker, or simpler. Yeah. Uh, Amazon makes everybody's life easier, including our own. That is not an endorsement. Uh, you have to be careful with these things these days. But well, it is. True. And Corelli Publishing, for those discretion, uh, I am running uh, Corelli Publishing. Uh, so this is the you know, So this is a little bit in-house, but okay. Yeah, this is so, an in-house interview. Yeah. So, but you, uh, but you just finished Crowley and Book of the Dead. Yes. Talk about it. This is the Crowley and Book of the Dead, and um, it is basically a compendium of Corellian ideas on death, the afterlife, spirits, working with spirits, mediumship, um, the nature of incarnation and reincarnation, and everything connected to these subjects. Uh, it includes things like the ceremonies of the dead, the the um, the way to help the uh, the deceased to cross over, the way to help those who are caught between the worlds, a formal Corellian funeral, all all of those lovely things. And that's interesting because is there anywhere before you publish this type of material? Um, some of it's been in various places. Some of it has not. Uh, we mentioned the formal Corellian funeral. That was in the rites of passage course that's been available for many years, but not widely taken. Mm -hmm. uh, and in fact, there, there have been a number of people who have had that formal funeral, including uh, the late First Elder Lady Windy uh, and, and several others. But I think for some people, it will be the first time they've heard about it. That's interesting. Rites of passage. Is that ever going to see a publication form? I think that we need to bring it back into publication now. Okay. Okay, so you talk about these things. And so... It's interesting. Well, so why has there not been previous this? I mean, everybody talks about traditions. Mm -hmm. Why has there not been a previous discussion of this or a, an idea of this being put out? Well, there have been a number of discussions of it, but mm -hmm. this was, uh, was an in-depth look. Uh, we talk at great length about death in the spirit world and reincarnation in the second and third degree lessons, for example, um, but not as their own book. So, so we were able to go into maybe a little more detail. So one of the things I think is happening that you're, that you're doing is that for the biggest part, if I understand right, um, the, 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 the line of Corellian women that have, have led this have been primarily mm -hmm. oral, familial, and by activity tradition teachers. They talk yeah, by, very old-fashioned in that way. Absolutely. 
and that Lady Crystal and yourself began the more formal trainings that, that we have today. Yes, the standardized training. My, my mother, to the best of my knowledge, was the first person to, to start putting brilliant ideas in writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Crystal and I followed. And, and we started that. the idea of, of a standardized training. Talk about that. What was the book that your mother put out? Uh, my mother wrote a book called The Five Mystic Secrets, mm-hmm. which was intended to be what uh, what Pete Pathfinder called an anti-tract, mm-hmm. but actually was a bit of an encapsulation of many of the higher ideas of, of Corellian thought as they were at that time. Some of the terminology has changed over the word, over over the years, but the ideas are still the same, and it's still considered one of the um, one one of the primary sources of Corellian material. And uh, in fact, we brought it into uh, a new publication quite recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, She also wrote a number of articles, many of which have not seen the light of day for, well, since her death, which may yet be, be, um, may find their way into a book at some point. So, okay. Or maybe the Corellian Times. That's true. There you go. So do you have a copy of the book, Five Mystic Seekers? So I just show that. I do. Because it, this one is something a little bit special. I, I see all the colors on there. Yeah. Five Mystic Secrets. Uh, can you talk about all those colors on there? <laughs> uh, well, it's a bit, it, it, this book inc- is a multilingual ind- edition. Mm-hmm. It includes the English language version, which, of course, was the original, uh, Spanish language, Greek, French, Portuguese, German, Swedish, and Dutch. Hmm. So a wide range of translations. And, uh, and so so there you go. And it's a way to do so. There may be, if you, if you want to translate it in your language, you should let Corellian Publishing know. Absolutely. Uh, CorellianPublishing.com is where you can buy all of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Amazon. Or Amazon. And so it must be very I can't, I can't sign it for you if you buy it from Amazon. But otherwise, it's just as good. Well, we were talking about this yesterday with a... a, a a friend of mine was about the idea of buying from overseas. And we talked about it with Lisa McSherry. Uh, yes. Yesterday's show, we were talking about Lisa McSherry. And one of the things we said is that uh, you should probably order directly from Amazon if you're in another country. And we will send you a template. Corelli mm-hmm. Publishing will send you a template with Don's signature, even, in, even an inscription to you if you buy overseas or even in the United States. We'll be happy to do it there. Mm-hmm. And we'll send you the inscription. Yes, we, we we absolutely can do that. And Don will make a nice And then you fan. can paste it into the book. And Don will do a fancy little inscription uh, with, with his wonderful art and, and pieces, and we can do that. So don't think that if you want to get an autograph piece or want to have Don's copy of his autographs just because you're an autograph seeker, you can buy it from Amazon. Let us show this that you bought it from Amazon, and we'll send you uh, a signature and encryption card. Yeah. I think that helps out for a lot of people. So, well, especially, especially outside of the continental U.S., where the, where the shipping rate is very, very high to ship it from here. So, these, so one's the beginning of, of Corellian thought, and the other one's the end of Corellian thought. Well, yeah, in a manner of speaking, although they both both deal heavily with the nature of incarnation. Uh, but the Book of the Dead deals specifically with ideas, among other things, of how to speak to the dead, what happens to you when you die. What is in the other world? Um, and yeah, it's, it's much more focused on, on 
what its title says. It, it, it has to do with the dead. And why did you feel a need to write it this time? Is it just because that's sequential or? Well, uh, earlier this year, I, I, I nearly joined the dead. Not for the first time, but, but the most recent one. And um, took rather a long time to get back on this occasion. And it, it's had me thinking about it all year long. And so it was a natural thing to write about. Um, it was some, a place where my mind had been very heavily and also a place where my, my spirit had been. Mm-hmm. And I talked about after it happened that I, I had had um, a vision of the next thing I needed to do. Well, this is part of that. And to speak to people partly about how, how we deal with death, our own or other people, and what the realities of it are from a Corellian point of view. Has it changed any of your points of views on death? No, I can't say that it really has. Mm. Um, it um, may have changed some of my points of view on life, but not not. Uh, but I think it, it only confirmed my attitudes toward death. I, I, if anything, I believe um, more strongly in the things I believed in in the first place. I think one of the things I've learned out of it, uh, going through the process with you and this year is the cost, how expensive it is to have a dignified death. Yes. I mean, yeah, I, one of the things we found is that I cannot afford to die. Mm-hmm. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah, neither. So you're, you're stuck with us for a while. That's right. But it is. It's magnificently because the basic funeral that we wanted for Don, and he's going to have to get insurance, and there's a ways of handling it now that he's, he's much stronger today. But, yeah. And one of the things that led to the Australian book, is it was like, it's like $12,000, and you yeah. own your lot. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. I've, al- I've already got a place to put myself. It's getting me there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's quite expensive. Something people and that, that, that is an aspect this book does not deal with, the, um, the uh, aspects of, of, like, embalming and physical funerals. Mm-hmm. We talk about the ceremonial aspects. We talk about the spiritual aspects. There are some significant physical things to think about in terms of what you want to have done when you cross over. Uh, but that's part of the rites of passage course. There you go, folks. Um, and there it is. So, Corellian Book of the Dead, Five Mystic Secrets. Check them out, Corellian Publishing, or on Amazon. And if you can, if you're going to do it at Amazon, you should probably join one of the many Amazon Cares uh, programs, which will give a little bit of money to your charities. I am not going to say don't use Amazon, but let's leave it a little bit better and see what we can keep getting for ourselves. Uh, the number of groups, including the Prairie Tabernacle Church and others. I don't know if the Crowlands have one, but I do know that uh, they do. So if you should take a look. Check out Amazon Cares, and when you make purchases, let's see if we can get a little bit of extra money in the hands of our favorite not-for-profits. <laughs> well, thank you, Don. We will have you back. I certainly will talk more about pagan books. And uh, with that, folks, we will talk to you soon, uh, right after this break, and uh, back to Pagan World, and we will be doing more on pagan books. If you like to do pagan books, Please write PaganWorldTV at gmail.com and let us know that you want to be interviewed on your book. 
Blessed be. Ah, and welcome everybody to the show. I hope everybody can now hear me. I don't know what happened, but you know the gremlins are the gremlins, and I probably have not seized them properly. So I will do my cleansing, and and, and we'll have a discussion for those technological spirits. This is Ed the Pagan across the psychic airways of pagan world, and here tonight we're going to talk about which is on the spectrum. I really don't know much about the spectrum. I know our paladin general and uh, a good friend of mine um, has it, and she worked through it, and she turned it into a superpower. But there'll be a time for a future story. But we learned a lot about her. She did uh, that's Lewis Hamilton, who did a lot of like uh, the, the squirrel stories. So many great things. Look in our archives; you'll be amazed at what we've got. But tonight we're talking to somebody brand new who I've never talked to before, and maybe you can explain more of it to me. Because I realize my understanding is I'm sympathetic, like a lot of you are. But I don't necessarily have, you know, but I don't think I have an understanding. So I'm bringing you Josh Butcher, one of his first times he's been on radio. But, you know, you know me, I always want to bring out some of the newest and I think important voices in our community. Welcome, Josh. Thank you. Okay, let's just go jump right into it. What is Spectrum? Um, these days they consider it a, um, autism and like either right. autism, like a genius thing, so to speak, or for lack of better terms, MR mm-hmm. and everything in between. Okay. When I was younger, we had things like savants. Hmm? Yes. And that's the, the, that like, like the, uh, Rain Man. Like the Rain Man. Yeah. And they now see that he was on the spectrum. Right. So we've always had these types of elements where people could be incredibly talented, say, in playing chess. A lot of chess players do it, but not function in other parts of life. And yeah, because like, like for, even for me, my anxiety gets in the way. My anxiety, a lot of it comes from that. I understand that. You know, sometimes I still get anxious doing the radio, and I've done it for 30 years, so I can understand that. I think that's Breathe normal. In, hold. Yeah, it's normal, of course. All right. And now we're going to talk about witches on the spectrum. I actually know witches on the spectrum, and they're going to want to know what we mean. What is witches on the spectrum? I mean, what is it about, well, you're a double, you've gone through two traditions, like a lot of people have done, no, very few people have done that, folks. Double traditions are hard. You have to do it all over again. Yeah. And and what are the traditions you belong to? Um, I even though I don't really associate with them anymore. One's Tarbox, and which okay. the guy has now pa- passed away for a while yeah, now. But you've earned your degree with this. I need pagans to stop doing this. I understand the organization may not be there, but you earned your degree with them. You're a high priest of that, right? Yes. Yes. And we have a timidity in our community sometimes. The other one is is Hari Parole, I think. I'm not. Okay. I don't even. I don't. I pretty much just gone off and do my own thing at this point. So that's that's perfectly wonderful. And we've been talking about, and you come off my Facebook page, and you've really been talking about the idea of magical thought witches, and how, if I understand right, let me get this for you. So you think that witches on the spectrum have a lot of unique 
abilities to add to the community. Can you talk to that? Um, well, yes, in certain ways, because let's say we have we we have a natural gift in blood magic. We want we'll mm-hmm. focus on that because we're naturally good at it, and we'll want to know literally every little detail in and out of that, and then we'll go from go to learn another, like let's say fire magic, and want to learn every little detail about that. And that even means like every little spell for some of us and coming up with many mm-hmm. of our own. And so we they all know be- that every, every life is different. We come across different obstacles, this and that too. Mm-hmm. So I think in some ways these have always been here, except the fact is that we don't necessarily recognize it. I mean, I've been looking at some of the legends of, uh, of people that would be there. And the shaman also, there was the shaman there. We, we emphasize a lot on the shaman. But there were others. They were strange, you know, beings, souls and things like that. And people just memorized everything. Yeah. And I think there's always been that. And they were valued because they remember anything. People can go to you. What do you, you know, do you remember this? Yes, I remember it. They trusted that memory. Hmm? Yep. And they, they, had to, they probably went over it many times until, so they could remember every little detail. And that is into certain types of personality, right? Yes. Yes, because not everyone also has the discipline or wisdom to do that. (laughs) Because even like I'm constantly reading books on anything I can get my hands on. And there's stuff I go over two, three times just to make sure I have it, what I need need to have memorized, memorized. Because we so, all know one little detail can screw everything up. Wow, that's very ceremonial. That's amazing. Come on, I, I need never thought of it like with that. My crystal web stuff I, I, as, as we move forward. Um, folks, the solar eclipse is coming right through America. We need to get the crystal web energy working on that. But we'll talk about that later. That's, that's another time. Tonight we're talking with Josh Botcher, and we're talking about witches on the spectrum. And one of the things he just revealed to us is something that I never thought about. Did you? That uh, Josh is pointing out that they do it many, many times. That there is a certain sense of needing it to be perfect in that powerful ceremonial energy, which so many of you work so hard to abide by, is the goal in and of itself. There's no... That accomplishment does a lot for witches on the spectrum. Do I understand that right, Josh? Yes. And, and like even like what Lori uh, Cabot said, uh, has said before, you can do it ten times, you'll only get it right seven times, so you can't get completely f- frustrated if you don't get it right 100% of the time. Oh, yeah. And we also have our, ourselves, you know, uh, you know, the amateur practices it until they get it perfect, and the perfection and you know, and the professional gets it, so they never get it wrong. So yeah, um, there's always practice, and I think so. I think practice is something that's important. But so you're saying that people, one of the the great things about being on the spectrum for people who really want to get dig into magic is yep. to you know let them do their magic. But do you, uh, is there a worry of disassociating, you know, from 
dealing with a physical reality, or do you think that that's perfectly fine wherever they go with that? Um, I suppose that could be very possible because even for me, I have to remind myself to stay grounded. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I also notice that chakra bowls can help with all that too. Right. Well, let me tell you, uh, Josh and everyone out there, grounding is for everybody. Anybody who does it ground is soon going to be a live wire no matter what you practice. So grounding is always mm-hmm. a good technique. But the second technique you're saying, um, can you elaborate on it? Like the, uh, as in the chakra bowls? Yeah. Well, uh, see, there's a local shop where I live that I visited, that I visited, and he's helped me through times, and he's like, he's a Reiki, and he works with chakras, and he, like, he he's, uh, has the bowls in his shop, and he just showed me how to use them. From the moment that you uh, they start um, resonating the sound, you can just feel it in the exact chakra that they're meant for. Mm-hmm. They work at different uh, megahertz, I believe it is. I gotcha. Well, I think But those bowls are not cheap. That's why I don't own own them myself. Okay, so that's why people you want. To- Bowls are one of the things we should get at more social centers. Um, the fact the shop has them is, is pretty cool. So we're going to we're going to work on that because these bowls are really important for. I'm hearing this across the board for healing bowls are really good. And now to talk to you about it from the sort of point of view of of getting attention and everything else, and people are going to talk about this is something to experiment with. Um, so I have a strong belief that this is, there's nothing wrong in these traits. I think they're being highly misunderstood. And they're out of place because we still have eight brains and we're still trying to mature our brains and we're facing a brand new environment. Radically different than anything we've ever dealt with before. And I've been trying to figure that out lately. As best been, I've been noticing things along those lines too. So I believe in the metaverse. I believe in cyberspace. I think we're about to see a shift of us dealing with cyberspace. And some people have said that's where the the minds of people on the spectrum are going to really kind to exalt. Because it's like in cyberspace, all you have to do is imagine something. It sounds so easy, but you have to imagine a thousand things. Or a million in, things. The more points you can create, the more things you can create in cyberspace. Like manifestation. It's, it's absolute manifestation. We're in a manifestation yeah. world. I don't know what people don't understand about that. I, I'm a big believer in zero manufacturing. Zero. Oh, if you pay time. attention, it happens all the time. If you pay attention to it. Yeah. And if you don't think it can happen in the physical world, design a ring. Go to one of the many 3D people. One of them wants to sponsor me. I'll start mentioning your name. Um, and they can send you a ring within a couple of days. Huh. Of your own design. Oh, yeah. Frictionless. And this is where I think that it is. All you have to do is create files and do CAD work or things of that nature. And then you send it to them. And then they do it. They send you back the prototype. You like it or don't like it. Then you negotiate it for a larger scale. And you can literally sell them one at a time, some of these 3D printers. 
Huh. That's how close our imagination can be monetized, and everything about us is we're really close. So I'm telling you that we're radically close. I, I believe this is beginning. We have we have a telepathy machine. You know, our phones are telepathy machines. Yeah. And I think, and that's why I was so excited about this conversation with you because I wanted to understand more of it. So you mentioned this again. Can they be directed, or is it always their choice as an ADHD? Is it always your choice, or is it someone else's choice, or is it a compulsion? I think that's the part that, that makes us people had. What what's the, comp- the compulsion part, and what's the choice part? And once you learn how to control it, it helps. Mm-hmm. It tells the difference. So it's a lot of compulsion, though, up front, at least up front. Hmm? Yes, but at the same time, you can also learn to recognize those things. Oh, sure. That's part of growing up. That's part of getting older, right? We all have to do that. But your challenge is to control that compulsive nature. Um, Like on the magic realm, I've had things happen by accident that weren't the best, so I've had to learn how to control all that really quick. You know, I can understand that. <laughs> so, um, you know, let's talk about your magic. You have an audience that loves magic here. We're really deep into it. 11, 11 a.m., 1, 11, 2024, 20, 11, 11, cycle. <laughs> We're going to be doing a crystal web ritual. Yeah, I'm going to be talking about it all week. So join us there for when it's on uh, uh, midday with Reverend Don on the World Radio Network. Yeah, we're waking up again, folks. And tonight I'm with John Sponsor when uh, the news voice is even here. I'm hoping that it's not the last we've heard it, but he's not going to talk. He reveals something really fascinating. And I think about if you want to talk to him about it, you should. You know, you should have him on your show. Um, yeah, I'm talking to all you guys. Oh, how do you get guests? John Sponsor. Uh, but that basically that's your magic. You accidentally created something and you had to fix and take control of it. Can you tell us what you accidentally created? The people always have, you know, every time the profession, but. One of the easiest for me is if I want to an answer to something or if I'm curious about something, either someone will come up to me and tell me about it or I'll come across a book or an article about it online It'll just pop up without me even saying a word, physically saying a word, just by projecting it. And how I've, I've even run into friends that way. One of my friends mm-hmm. asked uh, in 2019, all we had to do was think about each other and we'd pop up. Huh. But that so could also be telepathy. Have you ever heard of the term synchronicity? I love synchronicity. Synchronicity. I love it. Yeah. Take a drink, folks. Um, but um, in this part of it, can you explain to people why and, and is it, you know, what it means to you and why is it important? Because I oh, think that's, that's, that's one please. thing I'm actually still learning about, believe it or not. But, because no, I, I, see it all, I see it all the time, 
and I've started to become more aware of it. I probably in the past year and a half more so mm-hmm. than before. Even like even with the way that people walk in the store, there's always some kind mm-hmm. of synchronicity. So that's great news because I think we've all been working towards greater synchronicity. Um, people don't realize how much of a miracle the world is. I mean, here we are, our handy dandy uh, cell path devices, talking to the many. And without you guys, I, would, I wouldn't be anywhere. Uh, can we share this show? Um, I'm just getting my show started again, so I'm so glad to have you here. And so, yeah, so you're talking about the synchronicity in the store you work at. What store do you work at? Oh, like I just know I used to work at a few gas stations, shopping, uh, okay. uh, grocery store. But, like, even now I work at a uh, uh, local burger joint. You can even tell, okay. like, when just by patterns of people coming through the door, there's certain synchronicity because they'll have no one, and all of a sudden you'll go out back, literally just turn around at the door, and there'll be a line. Everyone came right. in at once. It's always something. There's a tremendous power and patterns. And yes. I, I, I have a good friend of mine who has an OCD pattern, and he works fine at Costco. I mean, he could have been promoted so many times brilliant person but he doesn't he can't handle the administrative part of it because he can't do all the paperwork it's just too much for him but man you can put him anything he works 15 years as a butcher um they loved it because he could get everything so clean they would just leave him alone and let him clean he learned how to clean those machines and everything pristine yeah when I came to newspapers, the bosses would usually just say, hey, go do this and leave me alone and they'd look and do it. Why aren't you doing it? It's done. Mm-hmm. It's finished. I already did it. Yeah. So people can earn a living even with these sort of capabilities and then enhance them to the point where they, they're useful. And I guess many of the great artists suffer from these various spectrum you call what do you call it? I, I wanted to say disease. That's not right. Oh my God! I, I will get so canceled it's, uh, for that. Well, it's actually more of a neurological. If I, from my understanding, it's more of a neurological and chemical right. thing. Because, like, even Albert Einstein was is believed to be on the spectrum. Absolutely. And so, um, against his wishes, they actually took a sliver. Someone took a sliver of his brain, and they actually realized that it was very useful, just like a kid. Yeah, well, he had a lot of connections in his brain, a lot of neuroplasticity. Yes. Okay, so, so I think it's been pretty. I think it is. So um, let's go ahead and uh, ask the last question. Thank you there. Uh, for my audience here, want to know something? He says, "So, could you have a coven of witches that showed spectrum?" And they go, they have a bunch of letterheads: ADHD, ADD. See, I have ADD I, I can't too. Do it. I have a hard time with all those. I mean, I believe in them. It's like with, but eight, with, with uh, being on the like with being on no. the spectrum. It's not uncommon to have something like ADD. Mhm. But like for me, I like I noticed that discipline helps with that aspect because I was in the army and I grew up mm-hmm. in martial arts. By the time I was ten, they had to put me in adult black belt classes. But the discipline helped with the ADD. Absolutely, I can see that. 
So there you go. So there's always a way around it. Yeah. Because our brains are very, very powerful. If one wants to find a way around it, whatever supposedly wrong, if for lack of better terms, there is mm-hmm. a way. I'm still learning my way around the, the spectrum and the negative aspects of that. I'm still learning about it. Like I just learned something about it yesterday from a friend, of, well, a friend and boss of mine whose girlfriend's on the spectrum. And I was like, ah, that's actually interesting. That explains that aspect of me. Absolutely. And I, I never knew it that. before. Because it is a complex thing. Mm-hmm. But his girlfriend just has it more extreme than I do. And that's it. There's, there's levels of it from very functional, I guess you would call it, to very... Um, what do you call it at the other end? Um, dysfunctional, but the, I don't like how that's worded. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Alrighty, folks. I think that I thank you. Um, wow, we learned a lot about it. We're going to find out more in the future. Josh, definitely. thank you for being with me. Huh? I'll definitely people, be, uh, talk again. Oh, sure. Did you have something? So I always give my guests the final word. So this is your final word. What do you want to offer us? Um, the stage is Pretty much just not all of us use our disabilities as a crutch. So just bear with us because some of us actually do try to do work around it. Oh, absolutely. I, I can't tell you how many people I have. Um, who have difficulties, we all do. We kind of all agree to that. But they're working it, and oh my gosh, the hero stories and the uh, way we do things is very, it's getting there to be heroic. Um, well, I, really, I want to give you give uh welcome to Josh. Uh, I hope, you know, hopefully we'll hear more from him and uh, good advice from him. So, blessed be, folks, and have a great evening tomorrow. I think we'll be back with part two now that Blog Talk Radio is fixed. Yes, this is the first show I came back that was fixed. I am not something fake. Um, and tomorrow I'll be with the second part of uh, the part of um, Pagan Power. I was just getting started, and oh my gosh, in the middle of my show, Blog Talk Radio crashed. Did you not know that? Yeah. Tomorrow we'll talk about that. Talk to you tomorrow, Friday at 8 o'clock.